So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. With Doug and Tim. Guys, wait. Wait, no, I haven't started it. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Best, Worst Friends, episode 102. I'm Doug Koning. This has been a big month for the afraid of flying community. <laughs> what a good start to the year for those of us who have, are fucking afraid of getting on an airplane. Yeah, do you have like an afraid of planes monthly that you're subscribed to? <laughs> I wish because it's pretty <laughs> alienating. A lot of people don't get it. They're like, you know, you're more likely to die in a car accident than you are in a plane crash. Yeah, but I'm way more likely to not be able to do anything about dying in a plane yeah, crash. And, and here's the here's the point about that. That yeah, exactly what you said. Cause like if if you're dying in a car accident, at least there's some control in your life to be like, ah! like get out of the way yeah, a little I'm bit. Slamming the brakes, I'm swinging the wheel back and forth. Yeah. I'm doing something. You have you have any say. Whereas when you're on a plane, like you can't just be a backseat driver. He doesn't have 250 backseat drivers on the plane. It's just you and the Lord. Yeah. Just find just picking a religion and hoping it's the one and <laughs> Waiting for the sweet embrace of death. Fucking Micah took a plane last month, and uh -huh. when she got back, she was like, "Oh yeah, you would have hated that plane ride because they were just in turbulence for like an hour, oh, just getting that roller coaster feeling." And then when they landed, they were like coming in sideways, and that whole plane had to get in the brace position. And I was like, "That's not on me that I wouldn't like that." Yeah, no one should like that. That's on. That's on someone who likes that. That's yeah. what's wrong that, with you. You're the weird one now. Who wants a roller coaster in the sky? Like I want to go to Michigan. I didn't want to go yeah. to Six Flags. You know, like I just wanted to get to my destination. Yeah, I, I need to do or loops. Or they talk about like try to assuage your fears of being like you know, the planes are actually so flexible that the uh, the wings of the plane can actually touch over top of the aircraft. It's like, wow, it definitely can't fly better. like that. So why are you fucking telling me this information? <laughs> it's cool that it'll fall with its wings on. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, it'll look super cool while it's falling down. Yeah, like a little ballerina falling out of the sky as yeah. I have my head between my legs <laughs> next to a guy I don't know. <laughs> so what happened? What happened in the airplane world that you feel so vindicated in your in your fear? Uh well, uh Boeing has had to do a big overhaul of their 737 line because one of the planes from Air Alaska was flying over Portland and the fucking door came off the side of the goddamn plane. How much longer was in the flight? Or did they know. like immediately have to like I need you to have yes to go down right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to be trivia. I don't know, but I can tell you how much time was left in the flight that they were on, which was they immediately landed. No, <laughs> there was you have wherever to. they were going. Who cares? Yeah. You're going to the ground now. Did anyone get sucked out the window? Like, was anyone happen to go to, like, take nope. a shit at that exact moment? I don't think it. I don't think it works like that. Can you imagine if you were, Maybe like, fighting does. the urge to, like, poop for three hours because you're like, I just don't want to poop on this airplane. I don't want to poop on this airplane. It just feels uncomfortable. I'm going to feel weird walking by people. What if it smells? I'm going to smell on the way back. Yeah. And then you finally build up the courage 
to poop on the airplane. She's like, I can't live like this. This flight's another three hours. Like, I will die. This is bad for you. I'll get like sepsis or something. I don't know stuff about the system. But you get up to go to the bathroom. And then as you're walking by the door, it blows off and you're just sucked <laughs> out of the plane. And the last thing that happens before you're sucked out is you start shitting. And so the only thing left <laughs> of you is just like a splatter of diarrhea on like the top of the plane. And you're yeah, that would be bad. I don't think I like that. No. <laughs> but also, I don't know. I don't know. one got sucked out, which is good. That is good. But I guess they could have. Air rushes out of there pretty quick. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's shitting. I thought, I mean, they told, they tell you that happens and in movies it happens. What if it That's happened true. and it just didn't affect anything? Like the stewardess were like, just oh. like walking around like, be careful of the giant hole. You could trip and fall <laughs> out. That's the only concern we have with this. Yeah. Do they just have to yell a little bit? Like, would you like peanuts? <laughs> it just sounds like That's the wheels the down difference. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I remember driving in a car where the, when I lived in my old place at 420 Central, what's up? Uh-huh. They nice. someone smashed my window right before I had to do a week of uh, 12-hour days in Stratford in the middle of winter. <sighs> so it was just me with a garbage bag on my window for a week, and like as I'm driving into Stratford. So I assume it would be like music that. to hear anything. Yeah, it's just annoying. But no, they they said that people were traumatized. Sure. Apparently, really shocking. Um, I know Boeing had two big plane crashes in 2018 and 2019 that I didn't know about. I feel like I should have been informed about they, that. They must just like pay a lot to, especially with how much you're putting into that magazine. Your yeah. airplane crashes <laughs> monthly. Really fear of flying quarterly that I have. <laughs> and, but they were doing a sort of diagnostic on this thing. Boeing had to land a whole bunch of planes to like inspect them mm-hmm. because they tried to pass it off on the manufacturer. They're like, they didn't check it. We didn't check it either, but they also didn't check it properly. Yeah. And I guess when you're putting the door on, there's like four bolts that have to go in mm-hmm. to the door. And they just weren't put on. You and I bet you <laughs> a lot of that is like, other than just like negligence on the employees part and like inspectors part is, I bet you a lot of it comes down to like shrinkflation. Have you looked up anything you think about that? Cutting costs on yeah. airplane panel screws. Yeah. I really think they're cutting. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I bet you they landed the planes and they're they checked out all the stuff and they're like, by God, thank God it was only the one door on that plane that blew off because all of these other planes were like milliseconds away from just fucking exploding in the air. Yeah, I don't think this is quite the same as like. Did you see they put 20 grams less of Doritos in the Doritos bag? And they're cutting bolts you on the Boeing You see they put 100% less bolts in the door <laughs> of the Boeing 737? Yeah, we've decided uh, we can probably get away with none bolts in our 737 doors. It's not like the door came off. It was like the whole panel where the door is, like the frame and the whole big part of the wall just popped out. There's people there in the emergency seats who are like, I was not trained for this. Yeah. Not part of my little demonstration I had. Do I put out the slide? Do I put out the slide now? (laughs) Where do I? There's hitting the stewardess. I wonder if anyone hit the stewardess button. (laughs) And they were there like, excuse me, I would not like this. For sure, there was someone who was still complaining about regular flight related things. 
while they were dealing with side of the a side of the plane having just ripped off. Like there was for sure someone who like I was supposed to get an in-flight snack. This yeah. was a five-hour flight. And just because it's being cut short doesn't mean I shouldn't get my snack. And like the stewardess is like holding on for dear fucking life out the side of the plane. Yeah, my peanuts float the side of the plane. I would like a meal voucher. <laughs> like some more peanuts. They just keep trying to throw them to them and they just keep getting sucked right out the window. <laughs> you got to put a curve on it. You got to compensate. Put, put the peanuts in a gun and shoot them at me one by one. Like a ball game. <laughs> I wonder, I need to look up. I wonder what the people got. For, like, the fact that the door came off the plane they were on. Really hope it wasn't free <laughs> flights. Some like, some, like, hotel vouchers or, like... I hope they got, like, a train ticket. First-class train tickets to wherever they want to go. Yeah, Enterprise rent-a-car vouchers. <laughs> yeah, I've wherever honestly... I've never been to. on a plane, but the, the terrifyingness of just being around nothing but the air... You know, like there's there's something comforting about on being a plane on the so you ground. You can join me in being afraid of in your fear. Yeah, of being afraid of planes. Yeah, are Have you, you like, been on a roller coaster? Yeah, it's been a long time, but I want to yeah. go back you on know, them. You know that feeling of when your stomach drops out and you're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine that, but you're just in a plane. You're not. You can't see the ground. There's just nothing really going on. Like I don't. I don't want to experience that because the closest I've come in my life is when I was on a train one time and the train was like kind of going up a hill a little bit, but it was like the first day it really snowed or rained or something that season. And the train is going slower and slower and slower and then stops. And then it starts going backwards. And everyone's (laughs) just like, what's happening? There's all these little kids who are just like screaming. <laughs> that was the closest panic scenario I've been on, like uh, a travel thing. You know, yeah, it's not, it's not the best. And you hear about those planes that like land sideways because someone's like, "We got to go in," and then this, yeah, and then they just hit. Yeah, it is crazy Fuck because like you've that. never heard of like you know something going wrong on a bus, and then he has to fucking park in a weird spot. You know, you've never been on a bus that had to stop on the side of the highway. Actually, you know what? I feel like someone told me a story recently about being on a bus and the bus driver had like a mental breakdown two hours into the bus ride and they had to wait for another bus to show up and they were stuck out in the boonies somewhere. There was that guy in Edmonton who uh, started cutting people's heads off. Head. Remember him? One person's head. But yeah, that was pretty. That was I bet pretty he bad. wanted more. Yeah, probably. Probably. All, me all, all bad people do. I mean, look at uh, this book I'm reading right now. 22 Murders. That guy wanted a whole bunch of How many murders are you up to? Well, it's talked about all 22 at this point. Now it's just kind of talk about how the RCMP fucked up. And like literally as this was happening, so it was like a two-day rampage. Uh, At first when it was happening, they didn't release like an Amber Alert, like use that emergency messaging system. They just put updates on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's like unknown assailant armed and dangerous stay in your homes at like 1143 oh, so this was recent. on a saturday yeah this is 2020 this happened oh like during God. the pandemic like april a, 2020 that's tough man being a yeah. serial killer during the pandemic must have not been easy well this guy was more of like a mass killer because he like shot people and then he would light their houses on fire all in his like oh, area shit. of uh 
Nova Scotia. And he was only caught Canadian. Because, hey, yeah. Cancun. He was caught not because like the RCMP did a great job or like hunted him down. He just happened to be getting gas at the same station that an RCMP officer was at. And he had <laughs> he had his car done up as an RCMP officer's car. And there was reports of him wearing RCMP officers clothing. Shit. So they think one of the reasons that they didn't want to release an emergency thing is because they didn't want to have to be like, look out for a Mountie, you know, like look <laughs> out for an RCMP officer. But they eventually did that. We're like, if you see RCMP car with like this number on it, that's this guy. Wait, was that the was that the guy? Was that the guy who everyone talked about? He was like on the run out there dressed in camo. No, that was a different guy. His name was like Justin something. Justin Bork. Maybe Justin I think they talk Shaw. about him. It was Justin Shaw. Yeah. He if goes you, from if being you guys hear like... about a Justin Shaw. Watch <laughs> out. That's dangerous. Yeah. That guy's a killer. That just shows you how hard as fuck Ontario is. That, that guy went from being like a murderous psychopath out east to being like the most friendly guy here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not just tough. But yeah, this book is uh is really good, but very fucked up. I'm really, I'm really digging the true crime again, but I think that's only because that's the best playlist I have for music. I'd like that gets no. me in the zone of what I'm reading. Because yeah, I have like sense. some happy playlists, but sometimes it's too happy for what I'm reading in that moment. There's like a dramatic turn, and I'm not gonna go and have like a dramatic turn playlist because that's whereas, just not that much time. Whereas true crime is all murder. All suspense, all the time, baby. Not a lot of happy parts. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, we need to get you out of true crime, though. What do you mean? I mean, I'm going to read this Rick Rubin book. That'll be good for me. It's not in true crime. A little hippy-dippy, but it's pretty good. I mean, I don't I don't mind hippy-dippy. I really liked uh You do smoke bird. a lot of weed. I do smoke a lot of weed, yeah. Yeah. It all just kind of comes It'll out get you the wash. But watch out. One of his big things is uh, going outside. Okay. So watch out for that. Well, I do want to do that more. I do want to go outside more. It's it's just brutally cold these last couple of days. You know what? I actually, when I was back home in St. Thomas on uh, last Friday, I went to a St. Thomas Stars game for like the first time nice. since I was a kid. And that was the night there was like a crazy snowstorm. And as I'm Fuck. like standing outside smoking, some old guy walks by and he's just like, uh, Feels a lot more like hockey, eh? With like the storm. And I was like, fucking right it does, dude. Fucking right it does. And my dad was even saying that there was more people there than usual. And I think it's because because Canadians have like something to prove when it comes to a winter storm. Like they're like, they weren't gonna go out anyways, but they're like, I'm not gonna let a storm stand in my way. Yeah. I think it was brutal weather, but it was a good game. Went to Those overtime. Small town. Hello, like just Oh, sure got cold all of a sudden. And you're like, I know. Yeah. It is. You know what? People people often talk to us, I think, as stand-ups and about how hard it is in terms of like, oh, if it's not going well, like how do you deal with the bomb or, you know, all this kind of stuff. But as I was watching this hockey game and the St. Thomas Stars would score on the against the Sarnia Legionnaires and then the place would erupt as Named like a bullhorn went off. As like this child was sad, you know, this like <laughs> seventeen year old kid in net is just like upset looking, like taking Fuck a drink you, from his Cody. water. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's just like, Whoa, yeah, what? like the worst moment <laughs> of his day by far. Man, St. Thomas gets a bad rap. 
Sounds like a yeah, really fun place. But I think that everyone likes. I you know what? I I obviously still don't like St. Thomas. There's a lot of things I don't like about it. But I think one of my major problems with the city is just like an internal problem with myself. And it's that like I've never had sex in St. Thomas. So when I go back to St. Thomas, I just become this like fucking little virgin fuck again. You know? Yeah. And it's like you almost, if you're going back to a city, you recede to the most unfucked you've ever been in that city. Like you just resort (laughs) to that state of being. Or at least I do. I don't know. No. Yeah. So I don't think that's true, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't like go back to being a child. There is something about going back to your parents' house, though. You just turn into a teenager again. Yeah. Just become a whiny bitch the whole time. For me, it's just all the places in London. I just, as soon as I go to a place that I recognize, I'm like, oh, what was my worst memory from here? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was awful. And then I go to the next place. Like, I remember that restaurant. I got broken up with at that restaurant because I was sad. That <laughs> is the, maybe that's why I like the idea of going to like a new place. Cause I like going to somewhere that I have no memory attached. I to. can be anyone here. Yeah. I haven't had my hurt feelings hurt on any of these street corners this, yet. <laughs> this town is full of possibilities. <laughs> and then someone tells you to go fuck yourself. And you're like, I hate this place. Yeah. This place sucks. <laughs> Just it sucks. I'm moving to, Friggin' Peterborough. <laughs> Somewhere I've never... No, I do have bad. Yeah, bad memories from London? I can't hear you. I have bad memories from Peterborough as well. So that from was a bad Peterborough? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Peterborough? Microphone! Uh... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. So upset. It just keeps switching. <laughs> Uh, let's call this episode like Breaking Tim. <laughs> um, I like that. I couldn't even hear how you were upset there because the microphone cut out for another second. Brutal. <laughs> I went to, I went to just like went to Peterborough for New Year's one year because we like knew someone in Peterborough and we're like it would be hilarious if we went there and then just mm-hmm. went and I ended up in a house where like everyone was hooking up with people except for me and I was just sitting uh, on the couch and I was like. Let old acquaintance be forgotten. <laughs> you're like the, the fucking seventeenth wheel at this party. You're like, I hate it here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just wearing glasses that say like 2012. <laughs> so I have a big two in front of my one eye because there's no zero on that side. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, fuck Peterborough. I'm sure it's a lovely place. And fuck St. Thomas. It's not, Thomas. It's, not, it's not a wonderful place. So what I'm hearing is that you need to have sex in St. Thomas. That would be nice. That, that is would, possible. Maybe that would change. You, you know, have the capabilities. It's true. We have the technology. I could yeah. get it done. Maybe, maybe. So if anyone to... would like to have sex with Doug in St. Thomas, reach out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Get you vetted by my girlfriend. But uh, <laughs> no, maybe that would just change my outlook on a on the city as a whole. It's just honestly, do you not find it weird to to go back and see changes to to a place you you know? Like I walk back yeah. my by my public school and it's now fucking condos. Like my public school I went to for seven and grade seven and eight. It's now like weird apartments or something. It's not even a That's school nice. anymore. Very strange. We, yeah. I remember 
It's just because everywhere that I liked in London is gone. There are new places that I'm sure are great, but every place that I liked is just either a condo or a coffee co-op or just some other. Like what did London have that was good? Like call the office? Call the office was fun. I think that place is still there. I think it's there, but I don't think it's open. I think it's just I'm just thinking of one place. It was called I've always it's important for everyone to know that I've always been kind of a pretentious dick. (laughs) Even when I could not afford to be a pretentious dick, I was still trying to pretend like I was. Wow. Um I still can't really afford it. Living outside of your means, like personality wise. Oh yeah. Wearing collared shirts. Fuck am I doing? But (laughs) I um there was a place called Maggie's Jazz and Supper Club when I was in university. It was great. It would have like low key jazz music and it was a nice restaurant. But so they after also a long had... day of like fucking uh, math equations and then juggling, you go unwind at the fucking no, local jazz no, club. <laughs> no. When that happened, I would go home and drink and get high with my friends and be myself. Okay. But if okay. I went on a date with a lady, I became collared shirt jasmine. <laughs> How many how many different <laughs> women did you take to the jazz club? Like six. Wow. Any crossover like you're on some weird sitcom where they're on there, they're there with a different no. date? No. Who else would go there but me and like the 50-year-old couples who are also there? Did you have any sort of rapport close to like date six where they're no. like, ah, Tim, welcome back, old friend? Uh, no, not at all. But here to hear had, someone tickle the ivories once more. They had a fixed price menu, like the pre-speak menu. Yeah. And it was like you got an appetizer, a choice of meal, and a dessert mm-hmm. for 20 bucks. That's for something good. like that. It was very, very cheap. And you know, they didn't have the most expensive stuff on there, but they had a bunch of things. And so I would, I could go there on dates when I was in university and be like, I am sophisticated. Look at me. And then I would have like a soup and a meal and a dessert. And it was nice. And then the girl would be like, when this guy's an engineer, we'll get to go to places like this for real. Little did they know (laughs) I would immediately go work in the factory. But um, (laughs) that place is closed now. And it's like Uh... a communist coffee co-op or something like that. I don't even know what it's called weird but yeah it's not, not the, the best vibe. i don't believe in I, uh, anymore oh speaking of london i did that show in london the other day mm-hmm. it was fun uh if you're in london go check out anderson's brewing but um before that mitch asked me hey can you put do you have like a clip that i can share to try to move some tickets so i said <laughs> okay and so i found a clip of me telling a joke about my cat millhouse and i put that online mm-hmm and uh, apparently, immediately after that clip went up, he sold like 15 or 20 more tickets. Wow. Which, considering there were, you know, it's not that big of a venue. That was kind of a big deal. Yeah. That's like, but unfortunately, like capacity, a third, maybe. that joke about Millhouse is not really like, representative of the act. Yeah. It's yeah. not really what, like, the act is about 85 to 90% dicks, if I'm being truth. And, it, and the joke myself. isn't about Millhouse's dick. So it is not really not cut from the same cloth. It's just about being poor. And it's like a weird little thing. And so the people who showed up were like, we're getting pretty upset. Like the table of of middle-aged women, I would say stuff like just about like boners. And they'd be like, whoa, 
Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I know. I And we've talked about this. I know we should be like trying to appeal to like as many people as possible, especially in like a country in Canada where you have a limited audience already. But like, sometimes I look at people in the crowd and I'm just like, I don't even fucking care if you like me. Like certain people, not a whole crowd. So obviously I'm not going to write it, them like off, me. but like, it, like I remember doing a show once in Niagara on the lake and there's just all these fucking old rich white people looking at me and I'm just talking about my problems and how I'm poor and how life sucks. And I was like, I don't want to fucking under- entertain these fucking pieces of shit. Cause they're all just like rich losers who probably got that way via like being landlords or loan sharks or fucking predatory in some bullshit way. <laughs> like, I ain't fucking, I'm just inventing lives for these people. Yeah, it's a fun narrative you're done. making. Yeah. yeah. All these people here have just stolen organs from the poor and sold them to the rich. Yeah. Like, I hate when I look at a crowd and I'm like, uh, this person's not going to like me. And then they don't like me. And I'm like, Ugh. I knew it. <laughs> I just fucking knew it. Apparently, like, there was one lady who really liked me. She was the other comics told me that she was just like shaking and like really laughing hard, but I didn't see her because she was directly behind a woman who fucking hated me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'll just she look over and she just, at. just blanks or like looking at her friends. Like what are we doing here? And like, they're like laughing and she's like, can we, can we not be here? I don't like hearing this much about it. Like sex. I wish it didn't derail, and maybe this is on me to get to a point where it doesn't derail it, but like there's so many times things happen in the room that I want to address, but I feel like it would just bring everything to a grinding halt. And I've done it a couple times where I've addressed it just because it's bothering me enough, and then I've been able to bring it back, but like I've also addressed it and then fucking tanked a 15 to 20 minute set because three minutes in I addressed someone being a piece of shit, and then... It was just awkward and awful the whole time. Yeah. You know? But there's like, there, there's got to be some happy medium to like, you just have to be present in the room to shit happening like that. And you know what? Maybe these audience members, maybe they just don't know. Cause they're like, I know when you watch TV, the TV never gets mad at you if you like look at your phone, but like, I'm fucking really putting myself out there right now. Yeah. I'm a you human I mean? being in front of you alone. Yeah. Trying to spread a little bit of joy while also making money and feeling it's mostly about me, if I'm being honest. Your yeah, joy is kind of secondary. It's, it's mostly, mostly about making me feel good. It's mostly me feeling good about yeah. this. It's very self-serving, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Speaking of self-serving, I don't have a good segue for this. <laughs> um, The guy who invented Lululemon was in the news, and I've become obsessed with this man. I can't, I can't stop reading about him. Yeah, he, like, uh, fill me I in. Buy, like, give me like I a brief timeline book. of his life. So, his name is Chip Wilson. Already uh, love him. Already yeah, love him so much. He's one of those white bald guys who his head is the same thickness as his neck. Yeah, he, I can just like see a, like he has a name where you can just see like the letters like Chip Wilson, American hero. Oh yes, yeah. he he's truly absolutely. Is. And then he invented Lululemon. And the reason I heard about him is because. Lululemon has this new diversity initiative mm-hmm. and he came out and was like, yeah, that's dumb. They shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be having diversity initiatives. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. I Lululemon made these pants guy. so that I could see hot women's asses. Yeah. That's why I made these pants. Turns out he's not a good dude. The guy who made <laughs> kind of see-through butt corsets. 
It turns out not not an awesome guy. Yeah. Do you know where the name comes from? No. So he had a business before that. It was mm. called like Homeless, but it was like H O L M L E S S. I don't know what they did. I think they were like a skateboard company. I don't fucking know. But okay. he said that they got big in Japan because Japan likes thing at the time. I don't know if they still do liked things that were not Japanese. Okay. And one way to make sure that something appeared as not Japanese was oh. to have L's in it because they don't have that letter. Yeah. And so he made the thing Lululemon. And then he said, quote, and also it's pr- pretty funny to hear them try to say it. It's oh. a quote from Chip Wilson. God damn. <laughs> I can see him at home just being a piece of shit. And then he was actually forced. Does this guy, did this guy invent? Like uh, the yoga pants, or is he just like the fucking money behind it? Is he just a money guy? And there's oh, actually for- a hero that invented this fabric. Yeah, you know, I don't think that we should. I don't think he in- like has a sewing machine. He doesn't seem like that kind of a yeah, dude. He wasn't making the prototype. No, I, I think I think he was just in a room, like just being like tighter, make them tighter, <laughs> make it lift more, more. Yes. I want these pants to look like socks. They don't have and to stretch. No one's on ever going to do butt. yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to be tight at the top and the bottom and also the whole way through. <laughs> and I want them to have a tiny pocket that fits nothing right in the elastic band. Chip, it can't be done. Chip, we can't do it. And he's like, I'm going to export these to people who can't even say it. <laughs> and so he's just like that dude. Just being yeah. a piece of, and he was forced to step down. He is like, he's no longer on the board. He's like the founder. He has a bunch of stock, but he's not on the board anymore because, um, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, I think it was the like 2010 ish. Okay. I forget, but he released a biography called little, I think it's called little black pants. And he, uh, he was basically like, People were complaining that the pants were killing mm-hmm. and sort of degrading. And he just came out and was like, yeah, not everyone should wear these pants. <laughs> it's only for fit people. Some of you aren't fit, and so you should not be wearing these pants. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is like just <laughs> another example of like, I just don't understand why these fucking rich losers don't just shut up and take people's money. Like, how much do you truly care if, like, some less than desirable person to you is wearing the fucking thing you made? As long as they gave you money. I don't know. I kind of respect, like, people who are very public with their piece of shitness, even when it costs them money. You know what I mean? Because most, like, CEOs and board members are just quietly, internally pieces of shit. Yeah, while it does they make do me all the that, stuff they're supposed to do. It makes me think that Chip Wilson has nothing to hide. If he's just oh, going yeah. out there to be like, no, no, no fatties. Get out of our pants, fatties. Not for you. Yeah. Not yeah, for you. He like, for saw athletes. the first he saw the first no fat chicks t-shirt and was like, that gives me an idea. <laughs> what if we made pants that said no to fat chicks? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I bet if he knew that sometimes men wore those pants, he would lose his fucking mind. I think that would have been the funniest way to do it is if he was like making some video and it was like just torso up and he's like, it is 
awful. These pants are only <laughs> meant for female athletes, period. And then walks away and like you see his like tush just like moving up and down in like these beautiful yoga pants. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. Just zooms out and you see the outline of his cock <laughs> just in his pants. Be like, listen, you require a certain amount of fitness to wear these pants. It'd be great if he thought they were men's pants. Like he didn't even know that women wore them. It's <laughs> just like these are tactical pants for when men need to be active. Yeah, these are for in athletes. a violent situation. Look how high I can kick in these. Just... <laughs> they just fucking snap as wiener pops out of the <laughs> the open. Did you ever watch that video of Lenny Kravitz's pants splitting open? No. Oh, it's did his wiener pop out? Yeah, this is this was a few years ago, but he was like playing a guitar solo and then he goes into that like Bruce Springsteen on his knees stance. Yeah. And his pants just open up and his huge cock just like falls out of his pants. <laughs> while he's at oh the my concert. God. Yeah. No undies for Lenny Kravitz. I mean, how can you fucking contain that beast? Big cock. Like it's exactly how big you think Lenny Kravitz's cock would be while he's like playing mediocre music with the most confidence in the world. <laughs> God, if only, if only to have that cock. I Not saw him once. I just want that cock. I saw yeah. him once. I was uh, I was ten. We went to a Canada Day celebration at Capitol Hill with my family, uh-huh. and Lenny Kravitz was there playing "American Woman." I was like, "This is weird." But why is fucking Lenny think... Kravitz? Is he Canadian? No, but I guess the song is Canadian. I don't yeah. know. And uh, it's so funny how I... that's all that matters for CBC. It's like, well, only thirty three percent of this has to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still, technically, Bachman. Is getting paid. And I honestly think that if his pants had ripped and his dick had flopped out on that Canada day, I might be a different man today. Yeah. I think what, so. What do you think would have changed in you? Um, I think I would have been like, I think I would have hated my dick much earlier in life. Yeah. How you old know? were you at this Canada day thing? I was like 10. Wow. So you're like living probably still in the blissful ignorance of thinking everyone else had the same kind of penis as you. You're like, okay, everyone's ears are almost the same as mine. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? If anything, my penis might be a bit bigger. Look at this honker. You know, yeah, look if at everything his nose. else is proportionate. <laughs> you know, I'm a big swinging dick on campus. Yeah. Plus, I just like, I don't know. The only cock I'd seen before that was like, I was four years old and I saw my dad's and I was like as big as my head. Basically, I was four. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, we clearly have a line. Yeah. Good like, dicks in this family. And then I see Lenny it's Kravitz's coming. fucking thing flop out. My mom makes a noise. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> What's happening here? Did you ever His do dick pops out? Your mom just starts coming. You're like, Mom, no. Come on, mom. <laughs> I'm 10. Not mom. with his company. <laughs> Not in front of Lenny, mom. <laughs> Not in front of Jean Chrétien. I went and saw that dude speak when I was like around that age too. John Kirchner? Like, yeah, he came to London and I went and saw him speak and he like touched my shoulder and I felt the power of the nation. Damn. There's what also was he speaking a... about. Do you remember anything from it? No. <laughs> I was pretty I wanted to go home, honestly. And then yeah, that's fair. he went around shaking hands and my dad like pushed me forward. He's like, go meet the prime minister. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I there's a there was somewhere a local news broadcast where um, Paul Martin was speaking in London mm-hmm. in a much smaller venue. And uh, my buddy hey, Andrew Paul. and I are behind him. 
because they took all the young people in the audience and just like put them behind Paul Martin while he was speaking. So there's a That's video funny. of me somewhere. Just to make just it like, look like he has like young constituents. Yeah. And there was, I remember vividly, there was one lady who was like a row ahead of us and a little to the left. And she was losing her mind. She was like shaking and like screaming. And I remember Andrew and I just like nudging each other and like pointing at her subtly, just completely forgetting there's a whole bunch of cameras directly in front of us. So we just like, look at this fucking idiot. Was she here. like yelling in support? Yeah. She fucking I, loved Paul Martin. I truly don't understand people who are like that passionate about Canadian politics, especially now. It's like, is it not made completely clear to you that like we don't really have control over anything ever? Uh, conspiracy fucking, Doug once again. Well, the fucking guy loses an election and he just gets his way anyways. You know? Which makes you think that elections don't matter. Fucking Trudeau. But he like lost that election and he still had the same power, but he's like, but I want more power. And then fucking him which and election is this? Find a deal. The most recent one. What? Did he you lost? Yeah, well, he didn't lose. Is he not he, prime minister? No, he was still like minority leader of Canada, and then he had this election that he called because he wanted to have be majority leader in Canada. Spent six hundred, what is it, like six hundred million dollars on an election, and then the results of the election come in, and he is the minority leader of Canada. So nice. he spent six hundred million dollars to have no change, and then he's like, "But I wanted a change." So then he got the change by getting another party member to like. Just agree with him on everything. Oh yeah, made back. like a co uh, coalition. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That makes sense to me. I don't know why you have such a problem with that. Why? What? Because it's just like if, yeah, but that's not what the people want. I don't care if, if that's what two of the fucking people want, Justin and Jagmeet. This there's the rest of us here, you know. Yeah, but then you just do nothing. Yeah, well, fucking. And also, you didn't vote. So you yeah, don't get to not. say anything. I <laughs> hate that. Are, didn't vote. If you don't vote, you just like, yeah, I've lived in like ridings where my vote wouldn't do fucking anything. Like when I yeah, your vote Thomas, never does anything. Yeah. And you just can't talk about it. No, that's you stupid. can't talk about it because you that's didn't dumb. do anything. That's not OK. Well, next time I'll go fucking spoil my ballot or something or go vote for like the rhinoceros party or something because like don't, if don't, if don't someone fucking dumb. gives you the choice to like here do you want to vote for this fucking stupid piece of shit or this other stupid piece of shit and these are the only two choices you can fucking make and no other choice ever fucking anything comes of it what's the point of voting hey, like, this here is are the Canada. two fucking people we who have suck. four pieces of shit oh yeah we have the fucking block quebecois they ask him a question about anything I'm just brings Green about quebec party. Now, fuck those guys. They're going to go nowhere. They're the only like half decent party and they'll never get anything in this fucking yeah. shitty no, country. Don't, don't vote for them. That's stupid. But yeah, yeah don't I'll, vote for them because it wastes your vote. You can only vote. Conservative but also, if liberal. you like them, then do it. Vote for whoever the fuck you feel yeah, like. Then you fucking get nothing from it. So what's the point? So? Congrats. You voted. Nothing changed. Yes. <laughs> it's just because you're like part of a country and we all have to have a say. And if yeah, everybody and in the country matter. was was like you and just everyone decided to not vote, then it would just be like my dad deciding who the prime minister is. And honestly, he'd do a probably a pretty good job. He'd probably but, do a better job than, you know, maybe we shouldn't leave it up to everyone. Maybe there should just be a fucking a group of smart people who control it and smart people who are void of being bought by money. But again, who that doesn't exist. People? I don't know. Like Your dad. Monks? I don't know. Yeah. Dad not have some friends. 
your dad and yeah, 11 but... of his friends can't get together once every four years and just give yeah. us a new leader? Just a baker's dozen of Anglicans gets together once every four years and decides yeah, who runs the nation. Just the way that every decision has ever been made since the beginning of uh, mankind. Let 12 <laughs> old white men get in a room and pick for us. Yeah. As long yeah. as they're all my dad. Exactly. Let's clone <laughs> your dad 12 times. That feels like if you just get smart people to make the decision, that feels like a great way to have like. We have to eat poor babies. Be like the solution. It's like shit. they just did some math equation. They're like, yeah, it turns out we have to eat the babies of poor people. That's the have solution. Because then they don't have to like feed the poor babies anymore. No, I haven't read. Is that a thing? Yeah, it was uh, Jonathan Swift, the guy who um, Taylor did, Swift's uh, dad. Yeah, yeah, it was him. Wow. No, he, he's the guy who did Gulliver's Travels. Oh, okay, he released this thing that he like put in the newspaper because this was back in the day where you just be like i have a new pamphlet and people like ooh pamphlet and then they would just every it would like traverse the nation your pamphlet yeah and he wrote one called a modest proposal which he was like listen i know we have food problems in this country we have difficulty taking care of the poor so let's solve both those problems and eat poor babies (laughs) it's really really funny i love it that is fucking great and he like works out the math of it and how it would actually help (laughs) <laughs> it's actually it's very good very good see that's a leader i could get on board with i'm just kidding. jonathan swift one other jonathan swift uh story he mm-hmm. had a um someone came out and was critical of him he was like jonathan swift's a bitch don't listen to him his books are bad he sucks and then yeah. jonathan swift put out a statement being like hey everybody um i know a lot of you are on board with this guy but I just want you to know that um, I made him up. He's not real. It was just a prank I did on all of you. He doesn't actually exist. And then that guy had to come out and be like, I am real. I do exist. Stop telling people that. (laughs) Dude, that's such a funny play. That's so good. Just to send this guy into like an existential crisis. And they're just writing things paper. (laughs) So I'm sure it's just people being like, Oh, Jonathan's really going deep on this bit he's doing in, <laughs> in these pamphlets. That's great, man. That's exactly Incredible. what I would do with like that amount of like uh wealth or power that he had. Just like let the city wherever you know, wherever you are, just like let them know how you're feeling about fucking everything. Here's my pamphlet on where fucking where everything's yeah. at. Man, Goldberg's travel is funnier than and dumber than people give it credit for. Because people always focus on that one. Where it's just the little people with the big man. Yeah, the Jack Black movie. Yeah, but that's like one of four books in Gulliver's Travels. Oh, I know that. And you have characters who is like, you have like dickheads, um, military officers who represent the establishment, and their name is literally Master Bader. Like, it's just dumb stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's very that's fun. cute. I like it. What, when was he? When was Gulliver Travelsman? When was John? Dude, I don't Swift? know, like 1800s. Okay. Like, like a long time ago. Probably that's probably wrong. I should look it up. <laughs> we just don't fucking know anything. I have anything. the capability. You really only find out up. once you start talking that you don't know anything about anything. It's so frustrating being this dumb. Yeah. I was me and my eh. cousin were talking while I was home about seventeen twenty six. How... Hey, not bad. Still still that's like... that's basically the eighteen hundreds. 
Yeah, basically. In terms of my life, that's I was, the 1800s. I was talking to my cousin Jesse, and we both kind of, you know, were talking about the fact that, well, he brought it up, how he wishes he was born in a different generation where he could have just been, like, stupid alone. You know what I mean? Like, whereas now, like, you get to know the limitations of how stupid you are. You can, like, look up things and just know, like, a lot of useless stuff about nothing. But, like, 300 years become... ago, he would just be, like, working a field and, like, you think, like, you'd be like, oh, what's the oldest a chicken's ever been? Like, what's the oldest a chicken's ever lived to? And then you just, like, you're just alone with that thought. Maybe you ask a guy at the pub later, but that's where it ends. And then you get a chicken and you like paste some gray hairs on its chin. And then you travel around the country being like, look at the world's oldest chicken. Look at this chicken, 69. And you wink at all the women in the crowd. And... Yeah. That's how it's done. This, this chicken is 300 years old. He was given to me by my father who got it from his father. And the chicken is like, <laughs> And no it's just like a, going on. you have pictures of your lineage going back in time just with a chicken. Yeah. One of them's drawn because it's like from the 1600s before they had cameras. <laughs> just like an oil painting with a chicken. Gives you a bunch of money. And then sometimes the town tries to set you on fire and you have to run away with your chicken under your arm. <laughs> it's just the price you pay. When people talk about like, what would you do if you could go back in time and shit like that? It's no. like how would like how would you become a millionaire like progress society in some way? Mm-hmm. I would just be like realize how gullible people are and just travel around tricking them <laughs> and getting money. Like I'd be a snake oil salesman, with very sophisticated snake oil. Yeah, like I like I hate businessmen. I think that's pretty clear to to say. But uh, I do like a businessman who swindles people on like a grand scale with something silly. Like, did you hear about the, there's a guy who sold like a, a solar powered uh, laundry drying thing or something like that. And then people would pay like forty nine ninety five mail in that money. And then he would just send them a clothesline to hang outside. <laughs> He's got people to pay 50 bucks for like a length of rope. Oh, I thought you meant like the, cause there's been this big sort of, thing of scammer scientists mm-hmm. that have been around like that lady elizabeth holmes who was like i have a blood testing machine that will test your blood and let you know if you have any disease and everyone's what? like what a she was more like a black turtleneck and like deep in her voice like this <laughs> and then just scammed people out of billion like just for research she didn't even have a working product jesus and then eventually it all came crashing down i think she's in prison now I mean, as you should be for like taking fucking billions of dollars for something that shitty. Yeah, like from the medical research community and all that shit. I uh, oh, I had one thing I want to talk. If you don't have anything else, we got like a few minutes left until this is done. Yeah, yeah. One thing I want (laughs) to tell this until this is done, till our torture (laughs) ends. We have a few moments. (laughs) Well, we made the mistake of talking for like an hour and a half before we started. No, I was I was gonna say that before. We gotta not do that. We gotta because now we're like two hours deep into a a podcast that's only like forty ish minutes long for people. The problem is that we haven't hung out in a long time. Yeah. So it's like when we see each other, we want to actually catch up. Yeah. And we want to talk the mad shit that we couldn't actually broadcast because oh we know God. it would get back to people. But all the stuff so... you said about boop and then you talked about boop. <laughs> yeah. And then all those racial slurs you were seeing you're saying. See, Tim, I can No, I think that was also you. Too. That wasn't me. That was oh, you that was as well. 
that was me. Well, if those fucking bleep and bleeps would stay out of my way. Um. Oh yeah, I saw this the other day. Did you ever? Did you have a buddy in school, like in elementary school? Uh, my best friend growing up was Derek Wood. We were like best no, buds not from like, like not like buddy, like a buddy. You know, you're in like first grade, and you question. have a you have a buddy. Like you're in first grade, and you get a school assigned buddy who's in the fifth grade. Oh yeah, we had reading buddies. We didn't have like oh. buddies outside of anything other than reading buddies. But my buddy, and when I was in kindergarten, was this guy Steve Gilbert, who I remember one of the like the first times I remember like laughing hysterically with a group was at some assembly. It might have been at the end of kindergarten or grade one, and shares. Uh, do you believe in what, her, what the love song? Like, yeah, that was getting big. And uh, Steve went up there in a dress and lip sync to it and all of us kids were going fucking bananas like i've never seen a room full of kids go crazier like it was the funniest thing we'd never seen a guy wearing girls clothing before and like <laughs> lip syncing and dancing around like oh yeah he was a fucking cool dude i remember wearing women's clothes for a science presentation in the sixth grade <laughs> Because I did like a newscast video, and so I was all the different correspondents of the newscast, and one of them was a lady. And I remember just the laughs I got were never before or since. Yeah, I like crushed that hard as oh, I yeah. wore like my mom's scarf around my head. It looked like a babushka scientist. I just great. imagine your mom coming in when you're like wearing her dress, and you're like, "It's for an assignment. It's for school." Don't look at me. As I'm filming myself in a dress, like it's for my teacher. You have makeup on, and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's for my teacher. You're wearing her lingerie. I'm just slowly my putting on lipstick. To... It's about science. I'm doing science. No, I remember I had a buddy in those early grades. I don't remember which one it was, but I had a vivid memory of the fact that my buddy didn't hang out with me. <laughs> you got ditched by your buddy. Yeah, it'd be like buddy time, and we'd be outside. And I have such a vivid memory of being just like alone on the playground because my buddy had gone off with his friend and his friend's buddy. And then a teacher came up. So to even me there was then... a buddy who got to be with the cool, the older kids, except for yeah. you. Man, that's not cool. And then the teacher came up to me and asked me and I was like, oh, no, he's around here somewhere. And then she went, she like walked up to him. And got him in trouble for not hanging out with me. Oh, and then man. he had to come back and hang out with me begrudgingly. I think about that like once a month. <laughs> Imagine him being like, fuck. All right, what do you want to do? Pokemon? Cool, thank you. Yes, I'm glad we're doing that again. I feel like maybe exactly. this experience of yours was why that when I got to kindergarten a year later... <laughs> They changed <laughs> in it a to, different town. There's like just reading buddies. Make yeah, them be forced had... to be inside and they have a book and there's like a purpose to what they're doing. Yeah, I remember when Everyone's I was doing the same grade, thing. I think we did reading buddies too. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I also remember when I was in like the eighth grade, I remember my third grade buddy also not wanting to hang out with me. He's like the little brother time. of the other guy. Yeah, exactly. Like the son of that guy. I don't know. My brother told me you're a woozer. <laughs> you, <laughs> your brother's a fucking woozer. Yeah, don't call me a woozer. <laughs> you go tell on the. <laughs> you go tell on the kid with the with the teacher. 
Yeah, my buddy won't hang out with me. <laughs> Just to walk up to the third grade kid and get him in trouble and he has to walk back. So what do you want to do? What do you oh, want to talk about? What are cool. the flies? Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I was having fun with my friends. You have a speech impediment in the third grade. I hear that from you. All right. We're done. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> listening to the podcast. Uh, Tim, do you have any shows? Uh, I think I have one with you coming up. Oh, yeah. Me and Tim are going to be at uh, Fixed Gear Brewing in Guelph. That's a fucking kick-ass show on January 23rd. Please come out and see that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, what else am I doing this week? Oh, Antidepressant Thursday in Toronto. Hey, yucks. Oh, you should come hang. You should come hang. Yeah, you, you should I'm come down. hang, Tim. Yeah, I'm not doing shit. Woo! Today's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday. Uh, he better him? not be listening to this. He promised me he wouldn't. That's he good. Better not be. That's your birthday okay. present. Is that he yeah, doesn't listen upset. to podcast? <laughs> no, I I don't like him listening. Yeah, that's fair. My mom will listen, then I'll get a lot of flack for things I say on the podcast. About. Yeah, because you're mean to me. Yeah, mean. I mean, I get a lot of flack about a lot of different stuff, but that is one of the main ones. I thought you said you'd quit smoking drugs. <laughs> Doug. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like where being honest kind of backfires. But hey, what are you going to do? I remember I had a conversation with a comic. This was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I don't want my parents to come see me do stand up. I don't want them to know that I'm more honest with audiences than I am with them. Yeah, that feels that feels like a weird place to be. Yeah, like I don't want you guys to come out. I want to be able to talk about my problems, <laughs> talk about the things <laughs> I struggle with. Yeah, I got my family there. I need. I want to talk about stuff. Oh shit, we didn't talk about uh, home improvement. We can do that next week. Well, do you want to talk about home improvement? No, we'll do it next week. Oh God! Everybody's me on the edge of their seats, waiting for Shut us to up. talk about home. Shut up! Cut it out! I don't care. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. We love you so dinner. much. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.